Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Coming up in Touchdown at 10, going to get to Amy Dash at the bottom of the hour, talking about the legal issues with Jalen Carter as he is headed back to the combine now. Also talking about Daniel Snyder as well, Alvin Kamara, the video now that certainly puts him in a real questionable spot. Talk about the legal implications for him as well. But I want to carry over here at the beginning, finishing up on this topic about the – issues we're seeing and and quite frankly it's not just basketball there are a lot of other sports in general uh you know where there's some for lack of a better term dirty play uh going on and you know saw it in a college hockey game where a guy takes a cheap shot uh at a goalie thinking nobody's looking and 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 does it you know why why is that stuff happening we talked about the accountability you know, Charlie brought up some very good points uh, to kick off uh, the topic. So help me understand. If, it, if there's something I'm missing out there because I referee it, my kids played it, they coached it, one of them still coaches it, I mean, what? why, why is this stuff happening? Let's get to line two. Our man Little is there. What's up, Little? What's going on, Pete? Maddie Ice. Hey, look, I was telling Matty Ice, man, during the time when I, I was playing, see what it is, uh, Pete, I think it started home. Some of these, a lot of these teams got a bully. It's all, every team will have a bully player. And you got to, it started home. What we're missing, man, we're missing, we're missing Dick Vitale a lot. We need more Dick Vitales of the world to talk to these children, man, while they're in high school. Prep them up and all that, Pete, you know, because it started home. When I was playing ball, man, it was so easy in high school. I'm like, wow, let me take this civil service test and see where I can get. Yep. I wasn't looking forward to college. You know, civil service test was abolished. So back then, the federal government wasn't paying no money. So my grandmother and them, all of them said, look, you got to get off the streets. So I went on in the service, Pete. So this is what these children got to do. They need more counseling at home. And some of these refs, they know the bullies of the team. So, but the refs used to tell us, don't disrespect me. Now, you can get up in my face, I'm going to tee you up. But I just, boy, we'll walk away from the ref and say, hey, man, freaking bad call. He wouldn't tee you up. But when you was in his face and said that, that's an automatic tee. And some of these coaches know they got bullies on their team, too. Those are, you know, if all back, like you were saying, I'm using it as a parable. When they used to put that man on the bench, that was, that was a good coach. How he, he calmed them down. Come back, he went on the street. Some of these coaches got to take control too, man. There's a lot of coaches that know they got bully players on their team. So they got to kind of calm them down 
And like my father piggyback off the last call, you pull them coaches together. Say, look, man, we're going to get this game in here, and we're going to be playing this game the righteous way. We ain't going to have no funny business going on. Well, I'm getting all y'all. I'm, I'm throwing both of <laughs> the coaches out of the game. Hey, hey Pete, God bless. Stay up, man. You too, I got to get up out of here. <laughs> you got it. Have a good weekend. I mean, look, I had a JV game a couple of weeks ago, and the coach for one of the teams – because uh, in JV games, you still have two two person mechanics. You don't have three because you still don't have enough referees to have three people. Nor do schools want to pay for three referees on a JV game. And coach says to me, you know, hey, can you watch number so and so on the on the other team? You know, he's he's taking some liberties with our players. So when that particular player, you know, was in my primary coverage area. All of a sudden, I look and and sure enough, sure enough, this kid is 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 doing you know the little things like a guy goes up for a shot and he kind of taps him in the belly, all right, and that's a foul. You can't do that. You can't can't mess with a guy shooting the basketball. You call a foul on him. He's like, what do what do you mean? I'm like, dude, you can't punch him in the belly when he shoots the basketball. And he looks at me incredulously, like, what do you mean I can't do that? And then kid for the team, you know. Commits a traveling violation, and the same kid go starts laughing and everything. And I told him, I told, I said, number one, don't do that again. I said, you do that again, I'm gonna hit you with a T. That's it. Don't do that because all that does when that guy does that, that's what creates the bad feeling between the two sides. The guy on the other team is the one that ends up getting pissed off because he's laughing. Those two end up fighting, and it it really makes us have to be more babysitter than anything out on the court instead of just refereeing a basketball game because the dude's acting like a fool out there. Let's go to line four, man, Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff? Pete, your Susie Walnut story had me laughing on the floor. So one summer, <laughs> my my summer job was right near where my dad worked, so we, we drove to work together. And my buddies and I went to a Reds game one night, and, of course, you know I was feeling the next morning – and my dad comes in, he goes, let's go, we're getting ready to go. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going in today. And my dad's like, I know where you were last night. Get your rear end out of bed. We're leaving in 15 minutes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, man. And that was a, that was my first very, very long day ever at work that I can remember. So, um, but I think, it, you know, it, it's funny. I, I asked Naki one time about Fran McCaffrey. He said off the court, he's the nicest guy, you know, yes. normal. Yes. And, you know, it's absolutely I, true. I, I, I get it from another coach who's who coached in that league for years, who knows him very well. Right. Right. And, but you know, I, I can't stand that. I, they need to get rid of that guy. He's a, he's a detriment to the big 10 and all of college basketball. I wish he'd just go away. And it's the same thing with Gary. You know, you'd see Gary at Bentley's or anywhere else, you know, just, nicest guy hey how you doing what's going on and a couple of my buddies played golf with them and they're like nope never doing that again <laughs> you know no, he's a compet- look hey but you know what though here here's the difference gary was a competitive sob in everything and i think that's one of the reasons why he won i don't mind you being a competitive sob okay and i think there's a difference here jeff gary was a competitive sob and he would he would Give his piece, you know, 
to the Tim Higgins, the Jimmy Burrs of the world, you know, the Ted Valentines, when, when in the moment. But then Gary would go back to coach's team because Gary knew his number one thing was to still coach his team. And Gary, for the most part, knew exactly where that line was. You very rarely ever saw Gary. You didn't see Gary do anything clown showish like Fran McCaffrey did the other night. Gary, no. didn't, Gary, Gary didn't walk up to one of those officials and stand four feet away from him and just stare at him in some yeah. foolish way because Gary knew, Gary knew if he'd have done that, there's a chance that Jimmy Burr is not giving him a call the rest of the night. Okay? No, the rest of the the rest of the season. <laughs> it's it's quite possible yeah. and for years to come. But Gary yeah, knew exactly. Gary knew, hey, Gary, Mike Shashevsky, Dean Smith, all those guys. All the great ones for the most part knew where the line was. Now, yeah, for for every for every Fran McCaffrey, there's a Bob Knight, you know, Coach oh, yeah. Knight, oh, Coach yeah. Knight, Coach Knight is as good a basketball coach as we've ever had in the history of the sport. But he didn't know where the line was. Yeah, he he yeah. went over the line. Fran yeah. sometimes goes over the line. Yeah, yeah. And for when, whenever you move on to football, remember our chats about Nicobe Dean last year. Mm-hmm. You saw Nolan Smith yesterday, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was oh, pretty impressive. Yeah, yep. I mean, and think and, about uh, that. That's a guy. That's a guy, Jeff. That's a guy that spent a good portion of this season hurt. So that's uh, game, that's four three game, nine coming off of injury. Yeah, game six, I think, was the torn pec. And just real quick, my daughter texted. You know, when when he did that interview. After his performance, and he was doing that recruiting pitch for kids to come to UGA. He's like, yeah, we have our own restaurant, and we have steak and lobster and everything. My daughter texted me within 25 seconds of that and was like, he needs to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> hey, she, but if you're Kirby. She was not happy about dude, that. Dude, <laughs> if you're Kirby, isn't that you want your guys out there selling Georgia, right? Well, you every every recruiting video you see out of UGA is Kirby landing in a helicopter somewhere across the state of Georgia, and you know that that is how you keep that five star pipeline coming there. And I, I'm like, I, I'm not sure the Bengals. You know, it, you think two thirty eight is undersized for a pro size linebacker? Not into not in twenty twenty three. Okay, not in twenty twenty three. I I look if this is if this is still nineteen eighty five where John Riggins and guys like that are plunging in the middle against you and stuff like that. I might be a little more concerned, but no. Uh, in, in today's game, with what's being asked of those linebackers, uh, I think it's fine. I mean, think about this. You know, uh, remember what all the concerns they had about Jeremiah uh, Kamara Owusu, the kid from Notre Dame, a couple of years ago. Because yeah, Washington, yeah. that was a, it was a name that everybody had mocked to Washington in a lot of cases. Uh, and Washington passed on him. Well, you know, he's he's not had he, – he immediately hit the ground running and was able to play some good football that very first year. Um, you know, so I think in today's game and, – and look, Nicobe's probably going to be – Nicobe's got a shot. He's probably going to start for them um, yeah. next year. I mean, he's, or yeah, at least Eagles, he's going to be – he's going to have a chance to start, you know, for them this year. Yeah, I think and, the Eagles – yeah, the Eagles wanted him to learn a little bit. So, um, 
I'll, I'll happily let the commanders have Michael Mayer at 16 if Nolan Smith falls to the Bengals at 28. That would be awesome. So yeah, no um, have a good weekend, You team. too. Appreciate you, pal. 301-230-0980. Dean is in Gaithersburg. What's up, Dean? What's up? That's perfectly exactly what I was going to say, Michael Mayer. We need to get Michael Mayer. If Michael Mayer is there, we got to get him. I mean, that goes right back to what you're saying with the coaching and these kids. You know, uh, Little said it all with the first caller. You know, again, the kids don't know how to communicate unless they're doing uh, – got the headphones on their head. You know, they don't know how to communicate. I mean, the coaches, when we grew up, probably, Peter, you were probably a little, little older than I am, but we in the same kind of class as far as being coached up. Uh, the, the coach was always one guy in the neighborhood that knew the sport. Or the, the coach was your grandfather or, or the older cat. So he was always trying to teach you more things like Dick Valtel, you know, uh, or always being or being like a, 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 a Bobby Knight, a, Wood, a, 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 a Woody Hayes. You know, these guys who are, are super aggressive, but they know the sport inside out. So being that they came up in those eras, I mean, of course, we're, we're getting your, your butt spanked from a, from a tree limb is nothing. You know, at the end of the day. So when a coach is saying these things, it's respectable, it's respected, and it, and it, and it, 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 you, it kind of follows over to the game. The, the coach and the and the and the and the and the and the, uh, and the, and the guys kind of feel like that's my dad. You know, I can't disappoint my coach because I'm disappointing the whole situation. The kids these days have no 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 connection to that because there's a million AAU teams, there's a million uh, million flag football teams. There's a million uh, coaches telling them this way and that way and this other way. So they don't really teach them the, the fundamentals of the game no more. They, 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 they fade away from the sport that they're teaching, and they start focusing on the kid, and the kid, again, gets all that spoiled attention that ends up being, you know, you can't handle a bad call or, or you know, the, 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 uh, you're not getting called up. You're not getting uh, uh, your, your, your reps that you normally get, so you're, you're, you're pouting. So now you got to leave and, and, and go to a whole different organization and so forth, you know. But uh, my, my last question, since uh, my man was talking about uh, the mayor, uh, what, do you, what, what do you think, Pete, about – I heard a long time ago, uh, maybe about a week or two ago, about Edmonds from, uh, from, from, the, uh, from, the, from uh, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be a free agent, and will he be – Available. What, what, what do you think on that? I'll, I'll let you let you go on that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if if in free agency, there's going to be an opportunity there, and not even close. If you, if you have a chance to to grab him in free agency, the ultimate question with him is going to be price. The ultimate question is going to be price, and how much are you looking to spend? Would he be a, a tremendous upgrade for your team? Yes. Uh, do you win enough? You know, to I mean that you're asking that guy to leave a place that is a contender every year to take the risk to come play with you. And the ultimate question is 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 what is going to be out there available to him? And you have to believe that that's a guy that wants to go to an immediate contender. But if you put the cash in front of him, if you put a better deal in front of him, maybe maybe you're able to get him here. He significantly changes your defense right away. I mean, there's absolutely. Uh, you know, no disputing uh, th- that uh, in my mind out there, um, you know, from that standpoint. So if you can get him, absolutely, Dean, you, you bring that guy uh, in. One thing I'll tell you, and you brought he brought up a great point, and obviously my work with Parks and Recreation in Anne Arundel County with uh, youth football in particular, which I work closely with with my guy Jeff Porter, you know, 
he brings up a great point. You know, if you're not happy playing at Brooklyn Park, which is a tremendous organization, my guy Darian Maples and, and, and that group uh, do just an unbelievable job. Um, you know, but, it, hey, if you're not happy there, you can go play for Old Mill. Yeah, if you're not happy playing at Old Mill, you know, you, you, can, you can go to, uh, you know, the, the, the Green Hornets, or you can go to South River, or you can go to SCYA. And the biggest complaint is is if your kid is not getting his, oh, it must be daddy ball. Well, guess what? You guess what? You ask my kids, and again, again, I got two kids that were good enough to play college basketball. I got one that's playing high school softball now, and I, I help coach her team. Her head coach is spectacular, okay? We, we have great situation, okay? My kids played for great people growing up, you know? Guy, guy like Tommy Williams, Scott Horn. You know, we I had great people that I coached with with our kids. And now, now if your kid is failing at that organization because there's another good player, the excuse is, oh, that's daddy ball. It's the, it's, it's the coach's son on that team. Most of us that have children on the, own team, on, the, on the own teams that we coach, if you ask them, my kids will tell you, and my daughter will tell you. I'm harder on her than I am a lot of the kids on the rest of the team because if I'm going to help coach the team, and my kid does something that she's not supposed to do, I have to I have to hold her as accountable as I would anybody else on the team. And and that's that that's the way it should be. Now, yes, there are instances where you know Tommy's playing quarterback because Dad's the coach. Tommy sucks at playing, and Tommy's still the quarterback. Yeah, there are times when that happens, and that's an excellent, in my opinion, opportunity for you to explore other options. Uh, for your child at that point, if you believe that they are the more talented player. But a lot of times, Tommy is a good player, and Tommy's better than your Johnny. And the excuse, because you're covering up for your Johnny, is because your ego as a parent is damaged at that point. See, that's where you—that's where the parents have the biggest issue right now. The parent can't control their ego for their player, and half the time, the player cares less than the father or the mother. And believe me, there are both. Mom and dad can't handle the fact that Johnny or Jenny is not as good as Jimmy or Amy. And that's hard for them to grasp, which is why you also see parents out on the court fighting and running after referees because they're fools. They're immature. They don't get it either. Their ego has been bruised. Except when we say, hey, if you know all the rules, come on out here and referee with us. We'd love to have you. There's plenty of money to be made. Because I can tell you, when Joe Harmel and I were doing four consecutive games last Saturday, one morning, Less than 12 hours after I had refereed a playoff game the night before. But we got plenty of work for you. Plenty of jobs available. So come on out. We'll put the whistle in your hand. We'll get you the best training you can get. My guy Dave Cross does as good as anybody in America at teaching you how to referee. 
We won't just give you a whistle and send you out there. We'll train you how to do it. We'll let you make a lot of money. You do four or five games on a Saturday, and you look up, ooh, that's a pretty good amount of cash. Beats working at a retail store on the weekend where you're not making that much in the same amount of time. So, you know, we got plenty of room for you. So that way you can put the shoe on the other foot and see what it's like. You can you can hear what it's like when some parent who doesn't know the rules is screaming, three seconds, three seconds. Meanwhile, shots are going up left and right. Three seconds, he's still in there, three seconds. I, I want to stop and have a clinic in the middle of the game just so the person will shut up. Except if I do that, then I'm the jerk. Okay? The referee is the fool because he's now stepped down to the parents' level trying to explain to them why them yelling three seconds is, quite frankly, stupid because you don't understand the rule. So it goes both ways. You know, officials can't be jerks either. I understand that. Sometimes... Sometimes, as we see, parents and players push it to an incredibly stupid level. This has not been the best week for basketball. It really hasn't. So, hopefully, people see these incidents and coaches and parents around the country say, hey, we can't do this. We can't behave like this. Let's make sure in our games. I mean, we're at the state level now. You know, in Maryland in basketball and in Virginia in basketball, this is the biggest spotlight. Didn't see any of this at the WCAC the other night at Bender. And guess what happened? They made Sports Center. They made Sports Center because the right things were emphasized. Shout out to St. John's, Coach Behan, the players. And as I said earlier, shout out to Paul the Sixth. In defeat, you were valiant. You were classy. And we'll remember that. We'll remember that and praise you for that. Scott Van Pelt put you on Sports Center because of that, because of something positive. Remember that. Shout out to SVP, as always, repping the DMV. Coming up, Amy Dash, our legal analyst, Jalen Carter, Alvin Kamara. Dan Snyder, they're all in the legal crosshairs. We discuss it with our Odyssey Insider next on Touchdown at 10 on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Coming up, Amy Dash will join us. Our insider calls are presented by BetQL. Here to help us all make better bets through real, proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. It's funny. Rosecroft last night had a handle of nearly $600,000. That is extraordinary for us. Um, And... In racing in general, betting handle is up in an enormous way. And it's talking to Derek Winter, one of the uh, great writers uh, of racing for the Daily Racing Forum. And one of the things that they're attributing to the handle in horse racing overall being up is because of computer-generated analysis. And if you go to BetQL, BetQL is hitting it over a 60% clip almost year-long in all of the different sports formulas that they use to come up and try to help you, whether you're betting at FanDuel, BetMGM, whatever it is, that if you're using the BetQL product on a regular basis, you know, you're going to find yourself winning a lot more than you're losing. And ultimately, that's what, <laughs> that's what that's when you have more fun at this, is, is when you win, you know, a, a lot more then you lose keeps you it keeps you active keeps you in it i mean there's nothing worse than seeing your 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 account go down to zero because you make some some foolish wagers somebody who is not foolish is our legal analyst uh, legal analyst here at odyssey the great amy dash and she joins us right now and again insider calls presented by betql get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see bet smarter and beat the books download the betql app or visit betql dot com today amy good morning thanks for a few minutes how are you i'm doing great how are you i'm doing fantastic uh, one thing that people don't want to see amy is charges uh, against them and interesting in the middle of the combine one of the biggest players literally and figuratively at that combine had to return to athens answer to charges and then after posting bond he was able to go back to indianapolis ironically uh to the combine on the surface amy with this reckless driving uh you know situation that jalen carter finds himself in ultimately how serious are these charges and does it increase at all uh just on the surface because someone else involved in the incident in this case uh in fact multiple people eventually lost their lives Yeah, I mean, clearly, if you look at it from a bird's eye point of view, it was a terrible incident, tragic, where one of his teammates and a member of the team's recruitment staff uh, from the Georgia football team were killed. However, when you look at the actual charges, they're misdemeanors for drag racing and reckless driving. I'm not seeing charges connecting him to the actual incident that killed the teammates, and I think that's because 
even though they may have been drag racing, um, there's probably not a proximate link between his actions and what happened uh, in the other vehicle because the other vehicle lost control. So if you look at it from a legal standpoint, the person that was uh, navigating, driving that vehicle, uh, they assume responsibility for their actions in the crash. And so it looks like because of his cooperation and because he was driving in a separate car, um, he's not being charged in connection with their deaths. And so that's why it remains at the misdemeanor level. And if he has no criminal record, which I believe he does not, um, he could be looking just at parole. So I don't think it would impact his, um, I'm, I'm sorry, just at probation. I don't think it would impact his playing time. Um, and I think that, you know, he might get something like community service, having to go and talk to students at schools about the dangers of reckless driving and drag racing. But in terms of his draft status, I think it could potentially have a major impact because, as you said, he was one of the top, if not the top draft prospect. You know, I mean, is this one of those cases, and I imagine now, I think it's important to note, too, in the other car, the toxicology on the driver was .197. So that's another uh, contributing exactly. factor uh, to them losing control of that vehicle. Isn't it right. basically a case of him now uh, sitting in a room across from executives and coaches of these NFL teams and and simply taking accountability and, and you know, you know trying to make a connection uh, with those people right now that uh, he's a trustworthy guy at the next level? I think so, and I think it will hit home for the people that he's talking to because a teammate and a staff member, you know, people within the football organization did die. It happened hours after the University of Georgia's National Championship Parade, um, and it speaks to his responsibility and his ability to, um, you know, make wise decisions when he's now going to be playing on a national platform and people are going to be looking up to him as a role model. So, yeah, I think he's going to have to come with assurances that he's really been extremely affected, which I'm sure he has, by the loss of his friends and his actions that night had a chance to reflect. And he's committed to not only, you know, doing better with his own personal behavior in the future, but also making a positive impact and having something good come out of this in terms of um, warning of the dangers of this type of behavior to other people. As counsel, surprised that he went right back to the combine, or do you think it was a good thing that he went right back there and will address these things with these executives uh, right away, immediately uh, after uh, do- taking care of his legal side of it in Athens? I think it's damaging to him, the fact that it happened during the combine, because I think that's when people are the most alert about not only you know how these players are performing, but what their character is. And I think a lot of teams do care about character, and so I think because of that reason... Um, the awareness of this happening in conjunction with the combine, it's going to put it at the forefront of their minds. And so I think they're going to be, you know, checking a certain number of boxes. And there are, I believe there are character issue boxes on there. And so something that maybe wouldn't have been considered as seriously, you know, had it happened at a different time is now probably in the forefront of their, of their minds. So I think he's going to have a lot of explaining to do, and it's going to impact uh, whether certain teams pass him over and whether he falls. In, in terms of um, where he goes, which team he lands on. I absolutely think it's going to impact the team that he goes with. And, and had this not happened, he probably would have ended up on a different team. Our Odyssey insider, Amy Dash, joining us here, brought to you by our friends at BetQL. Alvin Kamara is an established NFL player, video surfacing of his involvement 
uh, in a violent activity. As we analyze this, this this has taken a long time, Amy. And, and to me, with the video that is available uh, out there that we have now seen, are are you surprised that this has taken as long as it has? I'm sure Alvin's people are, you know, from a legal standpoint, trying to put it off as long as possible. But are, are, are you surprised that this has taken this long to, to get to where we are in this situation? Because it certainly appears, at least in the video, is if Alvin's going to have to answer to something pretty serious here. It's extremely serious, and mainly because, I mean, aside from the fact that it was caught on video, that it's a felony battery charge, but where it took place in Nevada, uh, the laws there are extremely strict. We saw what happened with O.J. Simpson, obviously, an entirely different set of circumstances and charges. However, there is very little lenience, and especially when you have something as damning as this being caught on video, um, and the prosecutors have all the leverage in the world, there's very little incentive for them to want to give a plea deal. So I think the reason that it's taken so long is that Kamara's attorneys have been trying to get a plea deal. Um, and I think, you know, in... In Nevada, when you have a high-profile person doing something at a public place, a nightclub, that attracts a lot of tourists, keep in mind this is a financial incentive for the state of Nevada to have people come there to feel safe, to be able to go and uh, go to the nightclubs, go to the hotels, go to the casinos, which are money generators for the state. Um, they want to show that they're not going to tolerate this kind of behavior so that people feel safe going there. Um so that's why, you know, I think it's taken so long, and I, I'm guessing here that he's not able to get a plea deal or at least a satisfactory one, and that's why the language is coming from his attorneys that they're going to aggressively defend this case and raise a self-defense claim here. Uh, do you, I mean, obviously, we, have, we, we don't have, I guess, enough of it to, you know, merit whether uh, self-defense is in play here, but if they can't prove that, is it possible that Kamar is looking at any sort of jail time here in this situation? He certainly could be facing, you know, up one to five years, potentially. It depends if the charges move forward at the felony level or if they're, you know, reduced at all in a plea deal. But, uh, you know, they said something about him acting in self-defense. They did release a public statement that he was defending himself and that they were going to defend him in court based on that premise. I think the fact that it's caught on video, the fact that the police are saying that the surveillance video, for the most part, verifies the victim's account, and that account includes the fact that, um, you know, he was being repeatedly, the victim was being repeatedly punched and kicked, uh, allegedly by Kamara and some of his associates or his friends, uh, while he was down on the ground, to me, that undermines a self-defense claim because your force needs to be proportionate to the force that you're facing. So, you know, you have to only exert the amount of force that it would take to get you out of that situation. So when you're repeatedly punching and kicking somebody in the ground, if that's in fact what happened and the video verifies that, that's excessive force to the force that would merit or support at least a self-defense claim. So I think it, it would be a tough road for him if that's his primary defense uh, going into a trial and there's video to back up uh, what the victim's saying, and especially if the video shows that uh, he was the initial aggressor, that he threw the first punch or he did the first physical thing, 
then he's going to have a really tough time avoiding uh, jail time if, in fact, he's convicted on a felony battery charge because there was substantial bodily harm here, according to the police. Our Odyssey legal insider Amy Dash with us, courtesy of BetQL, here to make us all get better bets through real proven analytics, bet smarter, and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Analytics and Dan Snyder. Amy, there are so many analytics and dollar figures. Uh, I can't even imagine if they ever do a 30 for 30 on this, uh, just on the billable hours for lawyers in the 25 years or so that Dan Snyder has been the owner of the Washington franchise. And now this uh, alone, just extraordinary. Amy, it's it's like whenever we think we've seen it all, more uh, pops up uh, in in this situation. And, you know, in in your mind and in your legal, you know, experience, when uh, bylaws and, you know, how, how strong are they in this case, uh, allegedly, uh, you know, getting a significant loan uh, without getting the approval of other shareholders as, quote, uh, is in the bylaws. How strong are those? And in terms of trying to defend that uh, in a court of law, uh, can the Snyder side uh, defend that at all? Or are they going to be on the hook um, for making a mistake and not including their shareholders? Yeah, you know, I was reading the ESPN article that came out, and there are a lot of allegations that if I were Snyder and his attorneys, I'd be extremely concerned about. If the facts in that report are accurate, you know, then there's an allegation here that Dan Snyder, uh, at least with one of the the charges here, may face bank fraud. Uh, There's an allegation of a $55 million loan that the, the ESPN article alleges he obtained without the approval of his minority shareholders. And if you deceive a bank, if you obtain a loan fraudulently, you know, by giving the impression that you do have board approval when in fact you don't, that could be bank fraud. It could be up to 30 years in prison. Um, A comparison, a pop culture one at least, is uh, one of the husbands from the Real Housewives of New Jersey franchise, Joe Giudici. He was sentenced to three and a half years for lying on loan documents. and, And that was under bank fraud statutes at the federal level. Um, of course, having the wherewithal to be able to pay a good bulk, if not all of the money back, could help to reduce his sentence. But there's other allegations in that article that could, you know, if the facts support it, rise to the level of corporate fraud, possible securities fraud, tax fraud. The article says that the IRS, the FBI are all investigating, that the Federal Trade Commission has taken a look. This, of course, is from documents that were sent over by Congress after Congress did its own investigation and, and referred uh, certain documents, materials that could constitute evidence over to the prosecutors in Virginia. And the ESPN article alleges that, you know, they're taking a good look at not only the bank loan, uh, loan but, you know, uh, possible accounting allegations like cooking the books, embezzling corporate funds for personal gain, you know, uh, using business funds for personal gain, so there's a whole bunch of charges that could be stacked up at the federal level if the evidence supports it. And that's typically what the feds do. They will stack on many, many charges so that, you know, you have to try to strike a plea deal. Um, and sometimes they won't offer that. Sometimes you do have to go to federal court and defend yourself. And it's not always friendly to people that are being accused by government agencies. 
of doing things that affect, like you said, corporate shareholders or even the public at large fans, you know, in terms of allegations of not giving uh, proper refunds to fans or uh, not being forthcoming with other NFL teams about ticket revenue. So all of this stuff is very concerning, I think, if the ESPN article is accurate and it could impact the sale uh, if the team becomes a federal asset under forfeiture laws to recoup restitution uh, and and not allow him to retain profits that may have come from criminal transactions, if that's what the authorities find. That the, the latter part you just talked about right there, uh, I think is extraordinary. If it rises to that level where the, the team itself and the franchise – uh, becomes an asset in this situation. Now, I would imagine because it has the potential uh, to sell for, you know, say upwards of $6 billion. At this point, it's it's pretty obvious Dan owes a lot of money. I don't think it amasses to $6 million. Could he still sell the franchise, and does it behoove him to sell the franchise now before any of those things are adjudicated so he gets that money, gets it in the fold, and starts you know, getting that money out to places where he owes almost as fast as possible uh, in this situation to try and make some of this go away. I think so, because I think he would want to sell it as soon as possible, like you said, and then, uh, then it retrospectively pay restitution to whoever he owes rather than have the government put a hold on that asset you know, uh, where he has to forfeit the asset to the government until it's calculated what, if anything, is owed to third parties in terms of, like I said, um, on other teams, fans, uh, you know, ticket holders, um, shareholders. You know, there was a mention of uh, an arbitration which turned into a mediation where minority shareholders sold back their shares to Dan Snyder I think the value was like $870 million or $875 million. Uh, if you go forward with a sale, there was a calculation that potentially those shares could have been worth over $2 billion, approximately $2.5 billion. So if the shareholders lost money because they were forced into a sale um, to, because of their concerns over you know, corporate fraud, then, you know, that's something to consider, too, is like, are they owed that money? Are they owed the difference because they were forced out um, by the NFL or by Dan Snyder? Of course, this is all you know, speculation. The federal authorities are examining the evidence and deciding if there's a there there. But I think there's, you know, a lot of different places where he could owe money if there is evidence of wrongdoing and it can be proven. And therefore, it could hold up the sale because, the government might say, you know, nothing can move forward because these potentially could be profits from criminal transactions. And therefore, until we figure that out, until it's adjudicated, you know, no one can buy this asset. Amy, I'll let you out on this. The NFL is a private entity. It can pretty much do what it wants, especially at its ownership levels. Roger Goodell uh, kind of bent the rules a little bit to allow Dan to buy out these other uh, shareholders, as, as you mentioned. Is there any chance that Roger and or the league is found culpable of any wrongdoing in this situation, at least with the evidence that we have uh, at hand so far? 
There possibly is. And even though it's privately owned, you know, it can't operate as a vehicle for any type of criminal criminal transaction, just generally speaking. We don't know if it did yet. Uh, But what we do know, if the ESPN article is accurate, is that Roger Goodell signed off, apparently, on this loan that was not disclosed to the board. And so that could potentially be a problem for the NFL if they took a part in helping Dan Snyder knowingly receive, you know, funds in an illegitimate or criminal manner, you know, deceiving a bank, for example. And Roger Goodell, you know, knew about that, knew that the board had not approved this and decided to put his signature on the loan or, you know, even sent over some email saying that the board had approved it. We just don't know if that type of evidence exists. So I think it is concerning um, with respect to that. In terms of him using money for personal gain, if in fact that's true, uh, I don't know that the NFL had any knowledge of that. So if they didn't, I don't think there's an issue there. But there's just so many potential charges here based on the facts that I'm seeing, if they could be supported with evidence that uh, you just never know um, whether or not the NFL will be dragged into it, but it is a possibility. Amy, you're the best. Appreciate you taking so much time for us uh, this morning and enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You too. You got it. Amy Dash joining us, our Odyssey Legal Insider. Calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real, proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And the reason why I asked the last question uh, the way I did is, look, I mean, if something, if something really starts to go down here and what happens in a situation like this is people that are going down tend to want to take down all those that are also involved with them and and take them down with the ship, you know. We're going to take you down with us too. I mean, you contributed to this. You allowed this to happen. You know, you you made this transaction happen in the mediation and if, you know, you would think that that Dan's going to and his lawyers are going to try to defend a, a themselves vigorously and and maybe include those who contributed. Uh, to to something like this as well. It would certainly be extraordinary circumstances if that's uh, what really went down, but certainly not an impossibility. Time now to take a look at what's trending. All right, the Wizards in a win column last night, getting uh, 30 from Kyle Kuzma, his ninth 30-point game of the year. Chris Tapps, poor Zing is 25. DeLon Wright in relief of Monte Morris with 11 assists. Washington knocks off Toronto. Same two teams tomorrow night. Over at Capital One Arena, Milwaukee comes in on Sunday. So good weekend of basketball to get on out and watch the Wizards. Now back to within two games of 500 again at 30 and 32. Rangers last night got Patrick Kane in the fold, the former Chicago Blackhawk, making his New York debut. Of course, the Rangers competing uh, toward the top of the Eastern Conference right now. College basketball, Howard University wins the MEAC regular season title for the first time since 1987. Congratulations to Kenny Blakeney's team. An American knocked off Navy in a 7-2 matchup over Indianapolis last night to advance to the Patriot League semifinals. Mike Brennan's club on the road at Lafayette, an upset winner. The sixth seed without their head coach, suspended for poor beha- alleged poor behavior, Lafayette. Knocks off Lehigh, the three-seed last night, in a battle of arch rivals. So it'll be an American at Lafayette coming up on Sunday. And that's a look at what's trending on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. That's how you get to us here on the team nine eighty. Yeah, we're talking about the combine right now, and it's impossible to figure how explosive some of these defensive players have got. The defensive lineman from Northwestern yesterday. Okay, you watch the Big Ten. You watch his film. The film certainly translates. But, man, you what the Combine does for you, and, and this is where the great scouts and general managers, you know, take this information. All this information does is confirm what we see on film. If a guy looks explosive on tape, and sometimes when they're wearing full pads, it's not, it's not really easy to quantify how explosive that is. But then we watch – a, a defensive lineman go four four and four five and four three nine and things of that nature. Then we're going, oh yeah, that really does translate. So far, you know, we, we've seen that kind of thing. We've seen some in, in, intriguing defensive line prospects. Does it make you want to go cheaper at that position 
which you could, and start the clock over again and rescind the tag to Deron Payne, or because Deron Payne is only 25, do you want to do you want to re-sign him because that's the proven commodity? And I think that is the important thing. We know what Deron Payne can do in an NFL game, and it's pretty damn good. It's certainly intriguing to look at these prospects and go, ooh, we could start the clock over again. But I got a guy that's a proven commodity. I think I got to lean that way. 301-230-0980. Another segment of your calls coming up. Great local story, very heartwarming story, and why hockey, yes, hockey, number one in terms of customer service, we'll explain coming up at the bottom of the hour. One more hour to go. Show's flying by this morning. It's Medhurst and Russell. <laughs> Notice how I changed that around today because the big fella setting it out today. He'll be back on Monday, 301 Let's talk football right now on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.